the supporters are back for the first time since 2019 on these narrow streets. They cheer left, they cheer right, they wave their flags and all hail their conquering hero. Because Tadej Pogacar, the great showman and entertainer of modern cycling, has brought his show. Hello legends and welcome back to the Press Room Podcast presented by Zwift, our title sponsor. Huge thanks to Zwift where fun is fast for coming on board and backing the podcast. Today's episode, a little cheeky tester for you. I'm just trialing out these ones. I thought I'd throw it to the masses and see what you guys think. But Strada Bianchi, one of the best races on the calendar for men's and women's racing, was just gone on Saturday. And what an event it was. The women's event, insane. That finale group that went to the final I mean, I haven't seen a, a, it hasn't been a group that big run to the final ever since uh, the beginning. And Anna Meek was just throwing down bombs. And who was matching her? Lotte Kebeki. Insane ride from that woman. And, you know, how about that final climb into Siena, into the town square? Weren't you just glued to Lotte Kebeki's face and bike, just waiting for her to crack as Anna Meek threw down the Winding it up, Lotta Kopecky, you can see the agony etched on the face of the Belgian champion who now starts to come through and make a move. It's going to come down between the Belgian champion Lotta Kopecky and Annemiek van Vluten as they go through the final corners. Van Vluten is still there, Kopecky poised and ready. Van Vluten trying to come over the top. Has she got something else left now? They start that small descent in towards the finish. Van Vluten and Kopecky side by side. Kopecky will look to try and launch her move here tight through that final corner have they got anything left now Kopecky ups the pace on the front a lot of Kopecky and Annemiek van Vluten climbed that final climb faster than Pogaccia so how about that uh, but incredible racing now for Lodica Becky to come around um, Anamik and those final corners, actually up the inside, push her into the barriers, bit of track craft there, and take what was her biggest win of her career. Insane win, and Anamik needed that climb to be probably another two or three Ks longer uh, to drop that champion. But look out for Lodica Becky this year, Paris-Roubaix. I think she is the favourite, in my books anyway. But over to the men's, and that's what this episode is about today. We have Harry Sweeney from Lotto Sudal um, giving us a bit of an audio diary and his recap on how the race went. And you, you can hear in his voice, it's pretty coarse. He swallowed a lot of dust and you can kind of hear the toll that the race took on him. And he was able to explain to us what it was like inside the race from his perspective with the crash, working for his leaders in Tim Wellens and Campanarts and obviously the disappointment of losing Campanarts early, Wellens getting caught up as well, and himself having a puncher, you know, right in the thick of the race. And, um, you know, he still managed to claw his way in and make make it in time cut, at least on the result sheet. So um, a big, big ride and a huge thank you to Swing Dog, as he's known as affectionately, and um, for coming on the pod and uh, just giving us a bit of an audio diary. So with that, legends, it's time. Let me know what you think about this one, okay? Bit of a tester, but this is it. Starts Zwift up, the Tour of Mytopia, March 9th. In fact, it's on now. So get on Zwift, get this potty cranking, and let me know what you think. Yeah, I've, I probably sound a little bit nasally. I've got a few shovels of dirt worth in my sinuses at the moment. Um, but uh, yesterday was absolutely epic. Um, 
could see immediately from when we were doing the recon, it's a lot harder of a race than it looks on TV. I guess just the roads, how steep it is, and um, yeah, some of the gravel descents, it all just makes for an epic race. Um, there's probably one of the few races on the calendar where you start racing 30 kilometres into the race, even if there's a breakaway out the road. So, yeah, it was, <clears throat> yeah, it was just a crazy day out, really. Um, as a team, we went into it with a plan to to get Tim and Andreas into the final and camp nights as well and see how we could go. But, um, yeah, the, the course really suited it suited us and um, I think as a team we really had a good tactic and the morale was really high but yeah, it's it's one of those races where so much can go wrong and we had yeah, quite a lot of problems. We lost camp out early due to a crash and then you would have seen on TV that um, enormous crash caused by the wind. The I've wind never really seen anything blowing like that. a gale and look at that, a rider on his own blown off his bike. Anna Philippe alongside uh, Mauro Schmidt, who won on the white roads in the Giro d'Italia. Riders trying to get back on their bikes and just being blown off to the side. Absolutely incredible, spectacular images, but not necessarily for the right reason. Riders desperate for bikes, running there. Running that's Michelon think, in good position and then suddenly a 80 kilometer an hour gust of wind just blows you and then you're upside down in a field with about 50 other people. So. Yeah, that was really crazy um, and unexpected. So we lost Brent again in that crash, and then I came down too and spent a lot of energy to get back to the front with uh, Tim and Andreas. And then... And the riders going down behind there in yeah. the wind before they even get to that. So I think we can safely say that the wind blowing right across the road there. Sorry, Rob, here's the replay of the crash. It's the Alps. Watch the Alps in Fennec's rider on the left, going to the middle and back. It is just the wind forcing riders off. Tish Benut there going down from Jumbo Visma. So many riders, and as you said, Rob, you look towards the back, and there's riders just coming down. The wind and had an asteroid attack from all of the dust. So, um, yeah, I had to go back to the doctor's car again. Um, and then I got back to the front, and we started riding to try and bring back the brake a bit and open up the race. Um, and just on top of a climb, I had a puncture, and had to wait a few minutes, so I never really made it back after that. But um, yeah, for the rest of the guys, a bit more bad luck. Andres had another puncture later on in the race in a crucial moment. Um, yeah, I think I think in general we had really quite quite a good tactic. And this is Tim Wellens. Wellens looking like he's doing more than just following. This is a concerted effort there from Wellens. Yeah, and in crosswind as well. You can see how it just strung out ever slightly. Obviously acceleration, but the crosswind as well. But also just getting this position for the downhill, taking control. Look how sketchy it is. See the riders' second, third wheel there. Just for the race was uh, mainly a support role and just get as far as I could. Um, I think depending on how the race would played out, it sort of suits me. Um, in terms of that it's just hard the whole day um, and I really sort of like that aspect where it's just full gas racing most of the day and I think the course profile as well is suitable to me so yeah it was a little bit of a shame I punctured when I did because I would have loved to have gone further to help the guys more um, but yeah I think <laughs> there'd probably be a million stories that you'd hear from the day and um, yeah in the end it's the, the race sort of plays itself out and you are in the position that you're in for either crashes, bad luck, or you just don't have the legs. So I think for us to have some riders there in the end, 
even with all the bad luck we had, it was just amazing. So it was good. I think the, the main takeaway, though, from from Strata as a, as a team, we raced really well. And I think uh, with a little bit less bad luck, we probably could have been a few more guys in the final. And, you know, that can make the difference sometimes. But, yeah, for sure, I'd love to come back to this race. I think it's something that really suits me. Um, and I think, yeah, in the future... We'd love to win as a team here. It'd be absolutely incredible. I think it's one of the more special races on the calendar and it's one of the races where no matter how much bad luck you have, it sort of becomes part of the spectacle, really. It's not like other races where you crash or a puncture and it just is a shit day like that. Sort of what makes the race here is the epic crashes, the the crazy terrain and um, yeah, it's a bit of an adventure really, so I think it, um, it's a race that I'd love to take part in again. Alright legends, that is another episode of the Press Room Podcast presented by Zwift done and dusted big thanks to harry sweeney or the sween dog for coming on the pod giving us that little excerpt as to what the race was like and he did it on the bus ride back on the transfer he would have been absolutely swinging so a big thank you to Hazza. anyway if you like this one let me know bit of a trial episode but i hope you enjoyed it something different cheers guys and i'll see you next week for episode four of the main pod